Blog Talk Radio. this journey with me back home to who you really are. Reflect on your past. Release and forgive. Receive peace, love, and freedom. Revealed is a journey into the depths of your soul. Reveal your magnificence. Reveal your truth. Reveal your heart. Reveal your freedom. Reveal love. Reveal and heal. Reveal now. You know who you really are. tribe and welcome to get your entire life i am milani shani aka the love goddess and your host for tonight thank you so much for coming so the intention for this show for those of you who are with us for the first time is to remind you to love yourself by being yourself this show is about getting your entire life whatever tools or information or inspiration you need to bring you fully present to the fact that you can have it all that's why we're here So this is definitely an interactive show. So those of you who have clicked in, if you want to call in and share your views and comments and thoughts, you can call us at 657-383-0698. And if you want to share your views via email, you can do that too at getyourentirelife at gmail.com. So I'm really excited um, because we're starting off today is the first day of July and we are continuing um, our, our um, celebration of men and our theme for the month, which is Men Tap In, Celebrating the Men That Move Us. We have had some amazing men here, and tonight is no different. Tonight our topic is the sage men initiating the divine masculine, and we're here with our special guest, Manifest Ra, to discuss the sage men which is a sacred manhood community, and we're going to discuss his work in activating and supporting men in their healing journeys. So I'm so excited about having Manifest Ra here and to talk about Sage Men. I've been watching them online, and I'm excited to know more about the organization, and I'm also excited to share with you, Love Tribe, um, about the organization. So as always, we have reflection questions for you to um, think about um, and reflect on as we go through the show. So the first question is, what role do men play in your life? Are they your confidants, supporters, protectors? Number two, are you holding space for the men in your life to show up in their power and divinity 
Or are you holding space for toxicity or something else? Three, are you allowing yourself to be supported by the opposite sex using generosity and reciprocity? That's for men and women. And then the last question is, for your reflection is, what practices and tools do you use to activate your divine feminine and or divine masculine? So these are some questions you can reflect on as we go through the show. We always ask you to be in reflection and also to set your intention so that you know what you want to give here and what you want to receive here before you um, leave the show. So we're going to start with the grounding uh, or just to take a couple of deep breaths, just to bring ourselves fully present to this space so we can be in alignment and in harmony and balance with who we are authentically. So if you can, just take a moment to close your eyes and come fully present to this space where we are right now. And if you'll take a deep breath, just breathe in your nose. Take a deep breath there and blow it out. And one more deep breath and release. And let's do that one more time and let go. I love to breathe. Breathing is so wonderful. So sometimes it just takes just a couple of deep breaths to bring you fully present um, into your body. So thank you for taking that breath with me. And um, as always, I like to start the show with an inspirational thought. So tonight I'm going to be reading an inspiration from thepowerpath.com. So this inspiration is written by Lena, and I love her, um, her monthly forecast because they're always so on point. And when I was reading for July, it was like, this is no different. So her theme for July is friction. So this is pretty powerful because today I was doing some research um, online, and I ran across a, um, a post that talked about what uh, July is ushering in for us. And it's really, you know, it's, it's going to be a powerful month, but we have to know how to navigate through this month. And so um, there's lots of things going on. Um, I, I forgot where I got this post from, but it is. it says we have um, the second new moon, which is a total solar eclipse. We have a Mercury in retrograde this month. We have the sun and the moon traveling across the sky together. We have so many different things happening with the planet, and we have a new black moon um, on July and all kinds of things happening. But at the bottom of this post, when they were talking about all the moons and sun and everything that's moving around this month, it says this energy is bringing major transformation. Prepare for a dramatic and positive change in direction by the end of July, life will bear no resemblance to how it was when the month first started. Pay attention to signs from the universe and trust that when everything is failing or falling apart, it is because better things are about to come together. Have patience, embrace the shift, sweep old dust away, and clear your path. A magnificent turning point is here. Prepare to move forward fast. 
So I love that post because one of the things that the Candid Goddesses and I were talking about, for those of you who watch our show on Facebook on Friday nights, that we were just talking about this Friday night and how fast things are going to move. Uh, one of our goddesses did a uh, meeting for us, and she was saying how we had to get everything into place because things are going to move very quickly. And so I really love the fact, I love change. I'm definitely a change goddess as much as I am the love goddess. And so one of the things that's happening this month is that things are going to shift very quickly. And so what you want to do is prepare yourself and don't get caught up in how things are shifting. That's going to be the most important thing is that you stay focused. And so I wanted to read a little bit of the um, power path to you. And if you want to read it for yourself, you can go to thepowerpath.com and just look for July's um, monthly forecast. So, again, um, July's theme is friction. Friction is caused by two hard surfaces grinding against each other. The resistance then produces a spark capable of ignition. The hard surfaces in this case can be anything from old calcified belief systems meeting new truths that challenge actual experiences to discussions from polar positions that turn heated and argumentative to new exciting desires and intentions that meet old fear patterns of resistance. July is a hot month of intensity channeled either into positive conceptions, ideas, and bursts of creative energy, or into irritation, damaging, aggression, and explosive destruction. The choice is obviously yours. You will need to pay attention and monitor closely how you react and use this friction, as well as setting good boundaries against those who are not using it so well. Friction is necessary to ignite a new spark a new fire that will fuel something new in your life. However, if you do not focus this energy, it will burn up more than you bargained for. The image is that, is that of two pieces of wood that are used to create a spark and can be used to build a fire. Fire was a revolutionary discovery for the human experience. It can be used to cook food, keep warm, and to nurture your personal environment but it can also be deadly when it gets out of control and burns everything in its path. The ignition from tension and friction this month should be used very wisely. Be present and aware of what is causing it in your life and how it can support change and fuel new projects, relationships, and improvements. If you are passive, in denial, or allow others to take over, it may not go so well. So set your boundaries and protection, but at the same time, look to your own inner friction and allow it to ignite something that will have a positive outcome. This can be an exceptionally creative month, especially if you focus on what is ahead instead of what is behind you. Keep your eyes on the door and on the other side of the room of 10,000 distractions and you will stay on the golden line. You can also use this month for helping to clear, dissolve, and transform the things in your life that need to evolve to a higher state. We often mention that in order to fully step into something new, you need to create space for it. Any attachment to an old belief, dysfunctional relationship, 
identity or physical clutter is probably fear-based and steeped somewhat in the doubt that you don't have it in you to create something better. We hold on to what is past for various reasons and thus keep ourselves in our own debt far too long. Forgive the debt and move on. We have two eclipses this month intensifying this energy. Eclipses always support change, but can take whatever is happening in your life, can take whatever is happening in your life and around you into an accelerated process. This is helpful in some cases, but chaotic and irritating in others. Look for people and pets acting out a bit and don't take certain challenging events personally. It is best to distance yourself from drama that is not yours and set good boundaries against the projections of others. Get help and support and use the energy of these eclipses as well as the friction as allies and positive tools to proactively move forward in your life. So let's look at how Lena says the month shows up for us personally. She says, since much of the friction is internal, you may be challenged this month with your own mood swings, irritation itself, disharmony in your life, clutter you have procrastinated dealing with, relationships that need tending to, an environment or work that no longer serves you, or simply feeling a lack of support in areas that could use more. Instead of berating yourself, blaming others, or acting rashly, take this as an opportunity to acknowledge truth and to step into more courage for proactively changing your life. Focus instead on new and exciting projects that will improve your enjoyment of life and give you something you did not have before. It could be as simple as planting new plants in your garden or getting a new hair color or even a new piece of clothing or seeing how to use an old space in a new way. The key that is the key is that it has to be something new and different than what you were used to. It is often a final and intense irritation towards something you have been putting up with that motivates this change. Just remember to be proactive about it instead of reactive. This will take a mature awareness of what is causing friction and taking responsibility for the change it ignites. Use inspiration, creativity, and excitement to feed the spark instead of anger, irritation, and frustration. Relationships this month can be breeding a breeding ground for friction, change, and evolution. They can cause the spark that ignites either something very positive or something destructive. Discussions easily turn into heated arguments if you don't keep them on the side of neutrality. It is best to avoid blame on either side to practice forgiveness, and to tell the truth about who you are, who you are with, and why. Any relationship that is dysfunctional will not do well in this energy. Instead of seeing this as a negative thing, see it as a positive and clear signal to do something different. Changing relationship dynamics are never easy, as the patterns that are set tend to also create attachment. Fear of change and exposure of truth, usually at the bottom of most negative reactions in relationships. If a relationship is about to go into a major change, focus on the freedom of choice 
and the magic and mystery of the unknown instead of the fear of what you may lose. This also goes for passing relationships or acquaintances that may have offered some potential that is no longer viable. Instead of mourning what did not happen, look to all the possibilities a new freedom has to offer. The most important thing is not to take on other people's drama. Some may wish to project their process onto you, and it is of no service to them for you to take it on. This is where boundaries come into play and a practice of being neutral around what is happening around you. There's a lot out there in the world that is causing friction right now. Beware of any reaction to it other than focusing on your own actions. Moving forward and fueling something that will satisfy you instead of looking back. Others can take care of themselves, and if you free them to do so, they may resent you for it at first, but bless you for it in the end. So, wow, I absolutely love, love, love this um, power pad. I feel like this was right on point. It's so powerful how sometimes you are right in the same energy and something comes out and it's just confirmation. I was having this conversation with someone today, the same conversation. I was like, things are about to change, and I need you to stay strong and stay in your power and do your work. And then the power path came out, and it's like, wow. You know, it was such a confirmation. So just understand that we're in a time right now because there's so much energy, so much power, so much change going on in the universe that we have to be clear about who we are and how we are and set clear boundaries so that people understand that. So it's not about reacting to what people may be doing or what you may perceive them to do. It's really about just um, setting good boundaries for yourself and, 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 and staying stable within your own emotions, managing your emotions so you can navigate through and not taking on projections and not projecting onto others or blaming others, but really taking full responsibility. Like, I create my life, so how did I create this situation? What was the vibration that I was vibrating that I put out there that this situation got created, and, and what do I need to do or shift within me so that I can shift this whole situation? So that's really what we want to look at this month. I'm really excited because anytime you have, you know, a lot of um, energy in the universe like this, there's such a huge opportunity for us to, you know, do something different, to be something different, to create, which I love, just to be creative and really to have whatever it is you desire, to focus on that that you desire, to begin to create what you want in the world, to use this powerful energy where, you know, it may be a friction energy, but it is energy, and you can use it however you choose to use it. You know, and so you can navigate it however you choose to navigate it. So use this energy of friction to create something beautiful. Like she was giving the example of rubbing two uh, pieces of wood together and getting fire. And fire is beautiful, but it also can be destructive. It'll keep us warm, but it also burn up some stuff. So you want to choose how you're going to use this energy. Be very deliberate 
in your movement for the month of July. Don't get caught off guard, and that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to share this power path with you. I know it was kind of long, but I wanted to share it with you because it's so important that we don't get caught off guard. So when we know better, we do better, right? And so now you know. So be and do, you know, who you are. And don't let anyone take you outside of that because they're irritated or there's some type of friction. Use the friction. Use the conflict. Use the contrast to build yourself, to build the other person, to transform the relationship into something beautiful. And so I'm excited about um, about this energy, and I'm even more excited because we're talking about the sage men tonight and initiating the divine masculine. And so, of course, you all know, as I've been talking about all month in June, I've been talking about celebrating men, you know, and really um, bringing men onto the show that have moved me or moved someone else that I know. So Manifest Ra was um, um, suggested to me by Ra, who we had on the show early on in June. And so I'm excited about what he's doing. Like I said, I've been following Sage Men, and I think he's doing some amazing work. So we're going to um, bring him on. I'm not going to do a dedication tonight. I usually do a dedication, but I'm not going to do a dedication tonight. But what I am going to do, I'm going to read Manifest Ra's bio. I'm going to play one of my favorite songs that's dedicated to men, and then we're going to jump right into the show. So Manifest Ra is the visionary and founder of the Sage Men, a sacred manhood community providing personal development, coaching, healing retreats, and rights programs to help men embrace their divine masculinity and live from their highest possibility. The Sage Men cultivate and refine the seven archetypes of the Sage the visionary, the warrior, the enterpriser, the healer, the tantric, the pillar, and the mystic. In order to exemplify enlightened manhood for the benefit of men, women, families, community, and humanity, the sage men also strive to be a healing force for women through healing ceremonies and integrated divine masculine and divine feminine programs. Manifest is a motivational speaker, energy work expert, mindfulness facilitator, and corporate trainer with a background in mindfulness meditation, tai chi, qigong, and energy healing. He regularly speaks to corporations, associations, colleges, and public audiences on the topic of personal transformation, organizational culture, and mindful leadership and wellness. So right after this song, we're going to bring on our brother, Manifest Ra. Yeah. 
A lot of my brothers got education. Now check it. You got your Wall Street brother. Your blue collar brother. You're down for whatever. Chilling on the corner brother. Talented brother. And to every one of y'all behind bars. You know that Angel loves you. My black brother. by Angie Stone, one of my favorite songs. So welcome back to Get Your Entire Life. I am Alani Shani, a.k.a. The Love Goddess, and I'm your host today where we are encouraging you to love yourself by being yourself. We're still celebrating men this month, and, of course, our theme for this month is Men Tap In, celebrating the men who move us. And so we are here with Sage Men initiating the Divine Masculine with our special guest, Manifest Rob. If you clicked in and you want to call in, you want to comment, you may want to speak to Rob when Manifest when we come back. Um, when we open the phone lines, you can call in at 657-383-0698. So Love Tribe, let's send some love and light to our brother Manifest Rob. Hi Manifest, are you there? I am here, Milani Shani. It is a pleasure, a blessing, and a divine so privileged to be on this call with such a elevated, divine, divinely feminine um, sister as yourself, who's doing awesome work uh, around the planet, and I'm very much excited to uh, have this uh, engaging and insightful conversation this evening. Oh yes, I am excited as well, and I'm honored to have you here. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here to talk about sage men and. 
talk to me about the divine masculine. Your energy is so beautiful and wonderful. We had a great pre-interview um, conversation, and I'm just excited. So we're going to jump right in. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself just so the Love Tribe can get to know you, a little bit about your background, um, and so we can get to know who you are. Absolutely. Um, I was born in Tallahassee, Florida, lived most of my life in the Washington, D.C. area. My mother and father uh, were both uh, students at Florida and University, and I was born on FAMU's campus. So um, I bring that up because uh, I was born in an environment of knowledge, of education, of academic excellence, if you will. And so uh, again, lived most of my life up here in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, both of my parents uh, were very um, – I, I was fortunate. You know, I know this is not everyone's narrative and, and uh, probably not a lot of folks uh, in terms of having a two-parent household where uh, both parents uh, emphasized healthy living uh, as a way of, 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 of raising me, if you will. Uh, I wasn't – vegan. We weren't vegan. However, uh, eating healthy foods, doing the right things for the right reasons, under the right circumstances, with the right people were always emphasized. Having a sense of integrity and virtue. We weren't religious, but we were always spiritually grounded in that sense. So that was my foundation growing up. So I had an opportunity to directly experience and observe the divine masculine and the divine feminine. I remember uh, growing up, uh, Milani Shani, when uh, my dad kind of really gave me, uh, as well as my brother, some shock and awe, if you will. He said, I want you to go look at this page in the dictionary. And so when I flipped to that page, uh, it was uh, the definition, it was two pages, the definition of black, and it was another de- uh, page, the definition of white. And I think my dad still has that uh, dictionary after all of these years. It was... Uh, uh, an opportunity for him to really challenge the programming that we were receiving relative to what is blackness, what is whiteness. And of course, the definition of blackness was evil, destructive, uh, devilish, uh, all things um, uh, negative, if you will. And the definition of white was angelic, pure, wholeness, uplifting, all things uh, elevated or pure. And so my dad's words relative to that, I won't say them. It was kind of profane, but he had written in the dictionary, and, and it was um, not out of, of any hatred for anyone. It was simply a, an, a, a frustration on his part that so many people like him, as well as young people, uh, his, his son's age, were being influenced to uh, have self-hate, to look down on themselves if you will. And so uh, very early on, my dad basically, I mean, he shook that out. And so we were always watching uh, Howard University TV um, uh, on Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Ben, Ivan Van Sertima, uh, Francis Quest Wilson, you name it. Uh, Growing up, we oftentimes had to watch uh, 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 insightful uh, educational um, documentaries and, t- and TV programming, or read articles in Black Enterprise magazine uh, about healthy images of Black people, um, and so that was the influence from my dad. From my mother, 
was always doing the right thing for the right reason and the right circumstances. It wasn't about, hey, how much can you profit, um, you know, whether you, you, you know, you look good or, or whether you got the best date that particular night. It was, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? You know, is it coming from the right place? And so that uh, being rooted in a, a level of integrity, of virtue, of, of, of honor, was something that I received very early on from my mother, and I have continued to uh, receive that from, from both parents. I give thanks for that. Now, I understand, again, for a lot of folks, that's not uh, their perspective. And uh, I know we all come from uh, our own challenging circumstances relative to our incarnation and life path. So, um, Alani Shani, that was uh, ingrained in me. So when I went to college, in a nutshell, I, you know, wowed out like a lot of folks did. Um, didn't go too far from my roots, from my foundation. <laughs> Always knew how to come back. Okay, read a book, read a magazine, uh, meditate, uh, eat healthy salads for about two or three days after I was wilding out and trying, you know, I mean, you know, alcohol and things of that nature. I never went too far. Always knew what I was anchored in and what I was rooted in. And so upon graduation, I knew I wanted to use my PR background to, um, because my major in college is public relations, to uplift communities, organize health and wellness events, uh, do positive events um, about supporting and helping people heal and transform. I had no idea what that was going to look like, but upon graduation, that's the direction I was moving in. So uh, a few, uh, immediately I came back to the Washington, D.C. area, and I started uh, volunteering at Holistic Health Associations in the Washington, D.C. area, learning about herbs, nutrition, uh, uh, yoga, meditation, uh, qigong, many of those modalities from a basic point of view very early on in the mid-'90s. And then within a few years, I started organizing a series of events called the Taste of Health Festival, which was really promoting uh, some of the, the, the top name people, Dr. Africa, Dr. I mean, I was Queen of Fool and many other folks in the late 90s. And so I got to a place, Milani, where I was like, okay, I'm promoting everybody else. I'm organizing these events, but I am not rooted in my own modality of personal mm-hmm. transformation. And so that's when I came across Qigong and meditation and Tai Chi. And it was out of necessity, not because those things just sound exotic or I read about them in a book. I really needed to balance and transform my energy because it was kind of all over the place, and I bought into the mantra of being on your grind. We weren't saying that back 20 years ago, per se, but I had already bought into that false narrative. So uh, I've done a lot of work over the years on self. I've done a lot of work uh, in terms of my men's um, empowerment work, and uh, I am just happy to share this work uh, in regards to the sage men to help other men transform their lives as well, regardless of what circumstances and challenges they are experiencing. So that's just a, a very brief chapter uh, about who I am and, and, and why I'm so passionate. I understand what the divine masculine and feminine looks like. Uh, and so I uh, move with a sense of, of, of love, compassion, passion, and urgency, knowing that it's vital that our communities come together where men and women support each other's healing so that we can mm-hmm. transform not only ourselves personally, but collectively as well as the planet. We're the, we're, we're the parents of the planet, uh, Milani. So yeah. when we heal mm-hmm. as a people, everybody heals. Yeah, absolutely. 
Wow. Thank you so much. That was very thorough. We definitely know who you are and how you're moving. So thank you for that. Um, really powerful um, background. And like you said, a lot of people, you know, that's not really their narrative, but I think that it's important for all of us to share our narrative, whatever it is, you know, just so other people are inspired by it or can be moved by it, you know, or whatever is needed. So thank you for sharing that. Very powerful. So I want to jump right in because I want to know, like, what is sage man? Like, what is a sage man? What does that mean to you? You said you have a sense of urgency. You have love and compassion and passion. And where you come from, you know, and, and all that you've done and, and been through and moved through is the reason why you really want to empower other men because obviously you've empowered yourself. So, so what is a sage man? When we look at the word sage, the first thing that comes to mind often is, of course, the, uh, the incense, the resin, the uh, purification tool that we use to purify our own energy field as well as the space, um, the home, um, the workplace, wherever we are. Uh, and that's a, a, a small component of the sage men, if you will, a very important component, but that's not the entire picture and it's not the primary picture. Uh, the sage that we really emphasize is the man of, um, um, how can I say, elevation, the, the um, high-spirited man, the, the man of honor, the man of the highest integrity. Uh, throughout millennia, the sage uh, men and women have been the most revered people in the communities on the planet. They were the pillars in the community. Uh, they were the masters of certain schools of wisdom, and they were the people that everyone looked up to uh, for guidance, for direction, uh, and, and, and for protection oftentimes. They were the shamans. They were the spiritual leaders. Uh, they were the holy men. They were the men of the highest integrity who walked on the planet as God in the divine masculine. And so uh, the purification aspect is very important, and we really emphasize that because that's the only way we can experience fortification and transformation. We have to experience purification first. So, you know, when you look at that incense, um, that is, again, is a major part of the sage men of clearing out uh, as much as possible what we've experienced our entire lives that was traumatic, dramatic, um, that might be past life or past life oriented that we've been carrying on that we've been carrying around that no longer serves us. So, um, in a nutshell, a sage man is a man who embraces purification, fortification, and transformation at the highest levels for his elevation. And so he walks uh, as a man of honor, as a man of integrity, and as a man of God, always doing the inner work, the energy work, so that he can actually be an example. Uh, and a vessel for so many others to do the same. So uh, two questions. One is you mentioned energy work, so I want to talk about what that is. And also, I love this, you know, this concept of of high-spirited, you know, uh, purified, um, elevated men is what sage men is all about. So I want to talk a little bit about the challenges that you feel like men are facing today, and then talk about how um, the sage men transform and purify um, or assist men in transforming and purifying their lives. So how do we go from the challenges, the trauma, and everything that um, the depression, you know, I've done 
some research over the last month since I've been doing these shows, and it's been really mind-boggling to see what's really going on with our men. I had no idea, you know, some of the things that's happening. So um, I guess we could talk about what you think the most challenging issues men are facing today, and then we can go into um, what is energy work. I would say one of the most important areas that is a challenge, Milani and Shani, is that there is an outdated uh, perception and a misunderstanding of, of manhood that so many people, so many men rather, are still attached to. And so it's hard to really embrace uh, one's divine masculinity if they are still rooted in toxic masculinity. And so uh, what, what I mean by that, the uh, uh, misunderstanding rather that, hey, if I pay the bills, if I'm a provider, the woman needs to be quiet, hand me a beer, put food on the on the table, and just leave me alone. I don't necessarily need to talk. I don't need to, you know, be the best partner in that particular moment. I'm providing the bills. I'm taking care of, of, of being a provider, and you should be happy and leave me alone. And so um, for a while, that's to some extent how the masculine showed up. Now, I'm not saying the divine masculine, but I'm saying the masculine. I'm not saying that's everybody's. Uh, narrative from our parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents. However, because of the structure of the family dynamic and the paradigm on the planet at that particular time, it was very easy for a man to be the breadwinner um, and the woman to have 10, 15 children and, and be more of a domestic uh, mother, a woman, for that matter. That was just the nature of things. You know, when you got 10 or 15 children, like my grandma. I mean, there's there's very little else to do except to raise the children, and so exactly, <laughs> you know, so my grandfather was a minister. He lived about 102 years of age, and so he was a fisherman. He was a hunter. He did. A, he had a number of trades that were all necess- a necessity when you got 10 children. You know what I mean? You got to get out of here. You got to be the hunter, literally, um, to bring mm-hmm. back finances and sustenance for the family. So we live in a very right. different time now, Milani, where women are making just as much as men, if not more on many occasions. So if mm-hmm. a man's sense of manhood is stuck in, okay, hey, my primary uh, avenue for being uh, a man in the house is that, you know, hey, I'm a provider. And then, you know, from a financial standpoint, and then when a woman makes as much, if not more than him, What's going to happen? I've seen this with my own family members. That's oftentimes when men will retreat, and they'll kind of give up, like, okay, you don't need me anymore. You know what I mean? Um, um, mm-hmm. I, you, you, mm-hmm. You're starting to replace me. So and that lack of understanding of the fact that a man is a visionary, a man is a warrior, an enterpriser, a healer, a tantric, a pillar, and a mystic, when he's coming as that one-dimensional, two-dimensional, maybe even three-dimensional man – and he's not embracing all of who he is, he is losing his footing on the planet relative to his sense of manhood. And so many men, it's not just black men, men across the spectrum are in this place right now. I've read some of the the, um, websites, some of the groups, some of the YouTube channels, and there's a lot of men out there frustrated. They have, they have, uh, uh, they're very confused on how to relate to the world that they're living in right now. They're very confused on how to relate to women because women are yeah. truly on an upward trajectory, and they're kind of giving up to a certain extent. A lot of them, like, hey, and they have groups like men going their own way and red pill, where they've just kind of given up 
and their approach to women is just kind of gaming them, so forth and so on. So that's that 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 misconception about what a, a real man is, uh, about manhood mm-hmm. is, is the root of what so many men are dealing with. And then that carries over to our relationships, our family interactions, our uh, mm-hmm. career approaches, all those things that um, can come back to um, our false sense of what a man is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I have um, a, a quick question. Like, that is one of the major challenges that um, women that I am friends with, as well as women that come to me for coaching, one of their main challenges is trying to balance themselves, whether they're single or in a relationship, they're trying to balance themselves between being who they are and not offending their man. And so the thing is, it's like, what is it about, like, when we, uh, you know, things are shifting, yes, but what is it about women being in their power that is such a threat to men? Why is that, like, you know, um, not okay with men? Why is it that we don't, you know, it's not looked at as, a asset is like a you know asset to the man is looked at more so as a threat to the man. Um, do you know uh, or have a theory about why that is? Absolutely, and this is based off of not something I've just read in a book. Although I've read many books, this is my own personal life experiences and relationships awesome. with women, and and so yeah, I have some some great insights to share on that. The nature of a man, Milani, generally speaking, is to be direction-oriented, is to be assertive. We are like the solar entity, the sun. Women align, generally speaking, more with the lunar entity of the moon. So, you you know, you speaking about the moon many minutes ago, I mean, that's kind of, you know, um, normal for many women, uh, you know, on the planet today. And so when we look from a physiological standpoint, the men, again, align more with the sun, the solar energy. We have a 24-hour cycle where, you know, we rise and shine literally uh, in the morning where that's the, uh, the time we probably have our best opportunity to be to experience an erection, uh, if you will. So we have a 24-hour cycle that is more in accordance to the sun. Women, as you know better than I do, as well as many of you are listening, have a, um, a connection with the lunar cycle, 28, 29 days, that, you know, you all give birth through your creative creativity, so forth and so on, and you all literally have a cycle relative to that process. So with that, our nature as men is to be forward-moving, hunters, direction-oriented, assertive uh, in that regard. And so you have women on the planet who, in their emergence, uh, the divine feminine, in their collective trajectory upward, uh, are embracing, to some extent, some of that energy uh, in their business pursuits, their career endeavors, so forth and so on. So naturally, as a result of their empowerment, and by no means I'm saying that's a bad thing, it's a good thing, they are experiencing certain levels of expansion that are a bit more solar-oriented, if you will. And so uh, with that, men who were for so long natural, oh, I would say um, as a result of the paradigm, we were automatically in that place of solar expansion, of going out hunting, uh, if you will. We have not adjusted to women um, um, being empowered. And so uh, 
we don't know how to relate to that. And I would also even say many women <laughs> don't know how to relate to that as well. And, and, and please, I want everyone to listen to me when I say that. There's a certain energy in the corporate arena. I do corporate presentations all the time around mindful leadership and, and resiliency and so forth and so on. To get things done in the corporate arena, Milani, you have to take on challenges. You, you have to be assertive. There has to be a level of engagement. You got to sit down. You got to do meetings. You got to do strategy. All those that are a bit more left brain, which is a bit more of the masculine energy, if you will. Um, and I'm speaking general. The right brain is a bit more stillness, receptivity, lunar, feminine. So you have women who are, are you know, emerging as in the CEO position, so forth and so on, in the corporate arena, which the energy field is a bit more masculine. And when they leave those areas, those energy fields of their career and workplace, many times they're bringing that same energy home and they're trying to engage their mates based off of that same, uh, how can I say it, uh, uh, energy of, of kind of, you know, um, assertiveness, aggressiveness, strategy, you know, making things work, so forth and so on. And it can come off to men like, you know, she's literally trying to wear the pants. You know what I mean? She, she is actually uh, exhibiting a certain energy that for so long, for throughout millennia, I've seen my my father exhibit, my grandparents, my grandfather exhibit, so forth and so on. So there has to be a balancing of this emergent feel. I mean, the, the emergence of this feminine energy, where uh, men uh, can um, not just be accepting, but uh, be in harmony with the fact that it's a necessity that women emerge on the planet for the balancing of the planet because for so long men were, um, how can I say, neglecting um, the earth. They were neglecting uh, how we were truly relating to women. Oftentimes it was abusive. We were abusive to ourselves and always being warmongers and so forth and so on. So this emergence mm-hmm. on the planet of feminine energy is necessary to balance out um, humanity and to provide planetary transformation. That being said, both sides need to attune with uh, a more balanced approach where uh, men are stepping up in their empowerment, um, even in the midst of women stepping up in their empowerment. So it's not one of, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, one or the other, you know, hey, women are stepping right. up being empowered, so I got to step back as a man. No, no, we both right. need to be empowered. Right. We just need to adjust our sense of what empowerment is as a divine masculine as the, and as the divine feminine. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I can talk about this all day, so I'm not going to get into it, but <laughs> I really just, because it's an important subject for me, um, definitely mm-hmm. something that um, I've been challenged with in coaching men, but it's been really beautiful to see men emerge in a way that they can sit with me and hear me and not feel a threatened energy. So you know, mm-hmm. maybe in the beginning, but being able to work through that, you know, so that, you know, I can support them in their healing. And so, and, you know, and I hear women all the time. So it's not necessarily just women. We call it dude energy when women are in their masculine energy and dealing with their men as dudes. And we know that that's mm-hmm. going to cause friction and bump heads. But on the other hand, you're right about, you know, um, the feminine energy emerging. It has to emerge in order for us to survive. You know, and it's mm-hmm. not about men stepping back. It's really about us being able to step together 
and be yeah. in the balanced energy. And so women don't need to step back either, and neither do men. We all just need to step up and save our communities and our planet. So I, I appreciate you um, giving me that, that explanation. Um, it's just a, a huge challenge. In, um, in relationships today, and maybe we can do a whole show on that later. So I wanted to <laughs> right. talk about, because that's, that's a serious, that's, it's, it's really very, um, uh, very crucial right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to talk mm-hmm. about what is energy, because I asked you that earlier, and I want to get to that. What, what is energy work? Energy, of course, we, the term energy by itself, E-N-E-R-G-Y, is yeah. uh, um, scientific, it's it's you know it's it's very much you know the fabric of life. It energy is the uh, the essence of everything we see and we don't see. Uh, the table that we are eating on, the chair we're sitting on, our thoughts, our emotions, the sun, the moon, nothing exists in the universe, the multiverse that is not energy. Um, energy, I N N E R G. Again, I-N-N-E-R-G, is a bit more spiritual and esoteric, and I I would even say, taking esoteric out of it, a bit more geared to uh, having uh, the understanding that uh, my life force is divine. You know, we have what's called artificial intelligence right now, and that's taking, I won't say taking over, it's very prominent on the planet where, you know, the phones, the computers by which we are having this, um, uh, call this blog talk radio uh, is very powerful. It's very much needed. However, everything that these computers and these phones can do, we can do through our divine intelligence, our life force. The cell phone itself is actually modeled after the cellular phone or the cellular makeup within the human body. We have 20 to 70 trillion cells that um, um, exists within the human body according to recent science. And every one of those cells has a receptor that listens to our thoughts and emotions, Milani. So that whole affirmation of as a man or as a woman thinketh in his or her heart is he or she is real. You know, um, how we feel about ourselves, how we think about ourselves, our level of being a channel uh, for uh, the sun, the moon, so forth and so on, that is our inner It's the divine aspect of who we are. And when we cultivate that through breathing exercises, mindfulness exercises, um, uh, work, healing work, if you will, it cultivates that higher level of of the divine within ourselves so we can be more intentional Mm -hmm. about living as God. So it's, it's taking these practices that have been around on the planet uh, from the very beginning and many of the new modalities as well that uh, are an extension of that. And it's being intentional through Qigong, through mindfulness activities, breathing activities, certain schools of, 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 of energy healing, uh, all those modalities, intuitive work, uh, psychic work, all with the primary intention of raising our God consciousness. So the inner, I-N-N-E-R, and the G represent um, the divine aspect of who we are that uh, uh, permeates every being on the planet. And it is a reminder that that is the most important intelligence, the divine intelligence. It's not the artificial intelligence. And it's about teaching people how to raise that vibration uh, to ascend 
uh, and live as the highest God consciousness within their being through their energy. Mm, love it. So that's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> that's a lot. So um, <laughs> I love that. Um, so how does that tie into um, the importance of men experiencing a sacred manhood or rites of initiation? When we look in the world today, so many women around the planet are doing the goddess work, the healing retreats, personal development work, healing circles, mm-hmm. sister gatherings. I mean, it is, it's normal now. And it's awesome to see uh, so many women. And I know you know tons of women who are doing similar mm-hmm. work to you. Obviously, you have your own unique, uh, I'm going to say a calling in that that is specifically unique to your unfolding on this planet in this incarnation. So it's only one Milani yeah. Johnny, you know, regardless of how many mm-hmm. women do work. Yes. That being said, that's yeah, right, right, right. That being said, there's a plethora of of of, of, of organizations, of, of activities, of programs out there of women doing uh this ascension and transformation work. And uh in comparison, it's like the men are running on like 10%, you know what I mean? We're in first gear, or, you know, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so uh, this is a conversation that so many women are having. We're the men doing the personal development work, the energy work. Um, why aren't they doing it? And so uh, there is a, a, a level of disparity between the work that the women are doing and the work that the men are not doing to the point where that is mm-hmm. really Challenge. That's another challenge for our relationships. Uh, when you have a, a one-person relationship, women in this particular case, they're seeking out. They're very intentional about their growth, and men are simply just existing, saying, "Hey, let me turn on the football game, the basketball game. I'm good. You know, I don't, I don't that that personal development work. That's women stuff. I, that ain't that ain't for men. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I've been in set, settings where 14, 15 women, and I was the only man, and they say, "Well, hey." Manifest, Rob, what's going on? How can I get my man to do some of the work that you're doing? How can I get him to come to an event like this? And, you know, I, when I try mm-hmm. to tell him, he's just frowning and saying, you know, that, that sounds like not nonsense. I'm not into any of that. And then, Milani Shani, when I've uh, uh, helped to organize some of these events, oftentimes the men will show up, and when we have initial conversations in the beginning, guess what they say? All of them are showing up because the woman put a foot up the backside and told her they need to be there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so very few men are showing up, you know what I'm saying, by their own volition, um, you know, without looking for permission from a woman. And I've been that man myself, even in the midst of knowing my purpose, where I said, you know, okay, the lady I'm with now, okay, she's doing work, okay, I kind of pacified her in this situation and I show up and do the work. I was doing the work kind of even before I met her, but I'm like riding around with the emergency brake on. She got all the windows down, you know, my hair blowing out the window, you know, like, hey, I'm going to the next retreat, so forth and so forth. Right. So, so there's a big disparity in terms of who's doing the work, why men are not doing the work, and so uh, we're changing that narrative. We're, what we're doing through the sage men is we're demanding that there is a new consciousness among men that it's not about showing up only because the woman in our lives told us we need to be there and out of fear. We're thinking if we don't show up, she'll find some brother who's 
was there, you know what I mean, when, when I wasn't, kind of thing. No, men are stepping up because it is their nature, it is their birthright to live as a divine masculine, to go out through their sacred manhood. And so um, another part of this, uh, Melania Shani, is very important, is that in indigenous times, it was natural for um, men to go through rites of passage programs, rites of initiation, mm-hmm. um, whether it was Africa, yeah. South America, Native America. That was, you know, it was everywhere. It was, it was what was done. Um, through colonialism, yeah. slavery, and, and many oppressive systems, uh, there was a disruption, a major disruption over these rights programs and coming into manhood, sacred manhood. Um, so it was this perpetual uh, state of adolescence that many men have been in, particularly men of color, where we have lost our footing in terms of going through a rights program that brings us into a place of sacred manhood. When you look at the word manhood, the word hood, mm. well, obviously we know what man is, but the word hood is something that you you have over your head or, or over the car, uh, if you will, which symbolizes a covering over one's crown, if you will, which symbolizes mm. a state of awareness, a state of coming into my highest self and my highest possibilities. So mm. without a sacred rights of manhood, if you will, you have men who think they're men, but they're living in this perpetual state of adolescence. And this is what has been going on for African men in America uh, for hundreds of years. And so our nature as men has been a threat to the system, you know what I mean? Because in order for white men to rule and to continue to oppress us, Black men have to st- have to remain in a state of perpetual adolescence, and so you see that where even some of the the best of our uh, communities, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and Marcus Garvey, either they were killed outright or imprisoned, subjugated, if you will, for stepping up and and exemplifying a level of masculinity and divine masculinity. So uh, this is not about um, asking anyone for permission in 2019 going forward. This is about taking ownership, the fact that we are the parents, we are the fathers of humanity, and we're not looking for anybody's permission to be the divine masculine. You know what I mean? People got to deal with it. This is black men stepping forward in their power, you know what I'm saying, taking back what is ours for the sake of not just the black communities, but our planet. And so um, it's, it's incumbent upon every man. You know what I mean? Every black man. My father uh, mm. comes to some of the many of the stage men gatherings. Vietnam veteran, seventy-five years of age, and I said, "If you're still on the planet, you still got work to do." So we got a young brother, Not eighteen, right in the program. <laughs> we got my dad in the program. So you know. Most black men, 99.9% of us living in, in this country, in the U.S., have not experienced a rights program of any kind. So that's about to change. That is changing. That is so powerful. Like, I'm popped up. I'm like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> very, very powerful. Thank you for sharing that because that's what we need. The truth of the matter is, is while some men are sitting you know, saying that we're trying to take over. It's like the truth of the matter is, is this is what we want. Those mm-hmm. of us who are awakened women, this this is what we want. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be dudes. We don't want to, you know, take over. That's not even our natural, that's not even our nature. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not our true nature. 
We are receptive mm-hmm. energy, you know, so it's not about taking, oh, that's not what we want, but, but we've been put in that position. Very powerful. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. So talking about initiation and rites of passages, tell us about the seven archetypes of the sage man. I'm interested in that. One of the uh, um, false narratives is that, hey, if I'm a provider, if I'm a lover, and I can protect myself, my wife, and my children, I'm good. I'm covering all bases. That's about three dimensions, if you will. Uh, That worked uh, for the third dimensional paradigm that existed on the planet for so long when it was, uh, you know, hey, a man could be a preacher, um, a hunter. Uh, He can do a few things here and there, carpenter, and, you know, uh, military. He can be a warrior, and that was it. Uh, That time has passed. Uh, passed a long time ago. We're living in a multi-dimensional, fifth-dimensional experience on the planet. Science has even proven that we've moved beyond the third dimension into the fifth dimension. So the fifth dimension is about enhanced psychic development for everybody, telepathic communication, um, uh, energetic modalities that expand our awareness about past, present, and future, all those kinds of things. So the nature of the man has to expand. We can't stay stuck in, hey, I'm just a provider, I'm a lover, um, I'm a warrior, we good. Don't ask me to be nothing else, you know, that's all I can be, if you will. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that, 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 that ain't, that ain't going to work. Women are frustrated uh, with that. Men are frustrated with that, and they don't even know why. So the seven archetypes of the sagemen is a system of sacred manhood where we are in our fullness in terms of our divine masculinity. Every man is a visionary, Milan. Every man should have an understanding of who he is, his strengths, his weaknesses, how he shows up on the planet. He should find and align with his purpose uh, so that he can live from that as his primary mode of existence. Not put his, his woman first, not put anything else first, but put his connection to infinite divine source and his reason for being first. Every man should live from that. Uh, and so that's the, mac- the macro, the larger picture. The micro in terms of the, um, the, the visionaries that there's oftentimes you all on a Monday night, like, hey, you know, we want to go out and get something. Honey, I, want, I mean, women say, honey, I want to go out and get something to eat or I want to do something on a Monday night. I don't have to go to work on Tuesday. Neither do you. Neither do you. What do you want to do? When you all ask the man that, nine times out of ten, what does he say? Uh, Whatever you want to do. (laughs) Right, whatever you want to do. He ain't got no plan, ain't even considering the plan. (laughs) Right. Right. His whole thing is, well, hey, if it works for you, it's going to work for me. You know what I mean? And so we're not even (laughs) as men. (laughs) We don't even have a plan on the micro level on you know what I'm saying? What we going to eat, an activity we going to do, you know what I mean? When we both off, what we going to do on the vacation. And so I've talked to women about this, and they say it is the most frustrating thing in the world, knowing exactly that he's always going to put it back on me. I don't, you know, y'all saying y'all been to work all day, you know what I'm saying, the corporate arena. The last thing y'all want to do is come back and make another decision on what the family going to do. And the man just said, honey, whatever you want to do. So, you know, that that sense of not having a plan on the small, on the micro level really comes in many cases from not really being rooted in his, his purpose, his vision on the larger 
uh, point of view. Because if he knows what his purpose is, and he's rooted in his divine purpose and with it, and his vision, that's naturally going to carry over into the smaller, more intimate aspects of what should we do, uh, if you will. And so every man has to have clarity on who he is on the planet in this incarnation, why he's showing up, what he's here to do, and how that even in the smaller moments uh, should be expressed through his interactions with family and his women, uh, as women. And so the second ar- archetype is the warrior. Every man, Milani, um, should be an internal warrior. And so that's where it starts. What are you willing to fight for as a man? You know, how, what are the tools, what are the systems necessary where you can fight for your marriage, your relationship, fight for your children, for the love of your children, um, uh, fight for your purpose? Also, you know, how, what, what are the systems to express and to demonstrate tenacity and a level of rootedness to overcome your um, base desires, your transgressions, those vices, so forth and so on, that we all have as part of our human experience. So the internal warrior uh, engages, summons uh, his own life force as well as ancestral energy, divine energy, to to face his fears, his doubts, his limitations, and then transcend them uh, with certain strategies that that are, uh, how can I say it, more elevated. Uh, And then he also understands basic, uh, systems of martial arts so he can protect himself, uh, his woman, and his family. Uh, and then the enterpriser, every man uh, must be the most financially abundant uh, possible. Um, too often, and I know you could give me all kinds of feedback on this, Balani, we experience men <laughs> who are very elevated in the metaphysical arena and the spiritual arena, but hey, we can't even go get a bite to eat because you know what I'm saying? Right. A woman paying for it nine times out of ten. You know what I'm saying? We go, y'all want to go on a vacation every once in a while. Y'all don't want to fit the bill every time. You know what I mean? Y'all want to, exactly. you know, so, so this notion that God only exists in, you know, when I'm doing um, uh, burning some sage or I'm doing a ritual or I'm doing some <laughs> level of trance or mantra, but it doesn't exist in the finances? Is a big misconception. Right. You see what I'm saying? You better when, say, when you that, look at, say that. Yeah, when when you look at finances or money, what's the what is what is what's the synonym of that? Currency. And so when you look at the yeah. word currency, what's the root word of that? Current. So current is simply mm-hmm. energy going from one place to the next. So how I feel about myself, whether I'm worthy, whether I feel I'm not worthy, whether I, my expectations of, hey, I am living from my best possibilities, all good things are happening to me today, no matter what I experience, I'm using it as a method, as, a, as an opportunity for transcendence and elevation and ascendance, so forth and so on. That is an affirmative mindset that will bring about the financial resources. In today's world, uh, many times women in, in the corporate sense or governmental sense are making just as much as men, if not more. Which, and, and you know what? Hey, that's cool. That's great. There are many modes of financial abundance and ways men can augment what they're making, uh, if you will, whether mm-hmm. it is real estate, mm-hmm. whether it is having an understanding of creating a, pro- a, a product, uh, packaging it and selling it, you know what I mean, from the handiwork of, of a man's own mind, what the divine intelligence put in his mind relative to what he should be doing. Um, you know, a man, you know, hey, he could go into his more creative pursuits and learn how to fix things around his house and also uh, be a 
a how can I say it a home repair guy for uh, you know other people's houses. So basically, stepping up and saying I am going to be the most abundant vessel uh, for yeah. uh, this flow of infinite energy wherever I am, regardless of what the woman is making. So it ain't about she's making this much or I'm making that much. It's like hey, she makes as much as right. she wants. I got to step up and just simply be the vessel for divine intelligence to flow through. And there is no shortage of what I'm bringing to the table. So is that mindset, that heart set, that level of consciousness, when we step up as men as that, you know, there's no need to shrink and say, oh, okay, hey, she's making six figures. I'm making 45, 60, so forth and so on. No, let's look at my situation and say, how can I augment this to, the best of my ability so I can bring to the table the very best of infinite source that is flowing through me. And so when you live as that as a man, you don't look at a situation from a place of lack. So uh, I know I'm getting excited right now, Lonnie. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> excited. But, I, you know, we, we're going to have to take some calls. we got callers that want to talk to you. But I just want to say that, that, you know, that is really one of the challenges that I have because, it's a problem for me to assert myself in certain areas, but not in other areas. So it's a problem mm-hmm. for me to assert myself in being who I am and doing what I do and feeling powerful there. But if I'm, uh, I'm powerful in making money, it's like that's an advantage. That's, I can use that. I can take us on trips. I can do this. I can do that. But then on the other hand, it's like, no, okay, you can spend the money, but then, you know, put the blanket over your head for everything else. So I feel like there, it, it, it's just, you know, I think there's a lot of excuses being made, and I'm so excited that, you know, you have developed Sage Man and that this is really something that men can immerse themselves into so that they can actually um, understand how they're being and see themselves, mm-hmm. because I think that that's really one of the biggest things is because the awareness, yes, some women are in their masculine energy, but some women have to be because there's no men to really protect them and nurture them and take care of them in that way. And so if they have to be in corporate, then, of course, they're going to have to be in their masculine energy. And it's difficult to turn that off when you leave. But the thing is, is that we have to work together as men and women to be able to bring balance to our relationships and to our community. And so the biggest thing with that is to awareness, like be aware of how you're being, what you're saying, you know, how you're, you're feeling like someone is trying to down you because they're trying to up themselves. And that's the challenge mm-hmm. that I have, you know, with, with some of the men that are, you know, I've been talking to and that I've been hearing about from women. It's like, why is it that, I'm trying to down you because I'm trying to up myself. It, it's not that. It's not that I'm saying, step back, man, I don't need you. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm like, step up, man, because I'm stepping up. Just like you said with your woman that you were dealing with, it's like she's rolling like this, and I'm just barely let me step up to the plate and get myself together. And so that's <laughs> really what I hear you're saying, that the sage men are doing and that men are doing. And it's really exciting because a lot of women don't know. And there's a lot of women listening to this show. And so it's refreshing for us and exciting for us that men are actually doing the work and that there's an organization, there's a space that men can go that's encouraging men to step up. Because one of the questions that I always have is, why is it that it's so many men out here that are, you know, telling women what to do. 
It's like you need to do this for a man. You need to do that for a man. You need to act this way for a man. You need to, you know, treat a man like this. But there's not a whole lot of men out here telling men what to do, like how to really do what they need to do. It's like stop with the whole we need to tell women how to treat us and really talk to men. Because that's what's really, really needed. Not that you don't have some some men don't have good advice for us, but it's like you know we we need the men to help the men and the women. You know we're getting ready to, to launch something that's going to be really huge for men. But it's really important for us as um as a people specifically for me to really um start to nurture our relationships because it's the biggest joke. In the world, and I hear comedians saying it all the time, and I, I don't get offended because I know it's all in fun. But it's like you know the the the, the worst um, uh, match or couples is black men and black women, and that's sad. Mm-hmm. And we have to get beyond that. We have to get beyond that. So hearing about Sage Man is really like making me very happy right now. And like I said, I know the women who are listening are excited as well because we we want our men to to step up the plate. We want our men to be powerful. We want to support our men as much as we can, but we don't want to have to cover our light and not live in our divinity to do it. Right? So you we know, Mal- all are wow. being encouraged in this moment to live in our divinity. All of us, masculine and mm-hmm. feminine, are being encouraged to live in our divinity. So we must do it together. One doesn't mm-hmm. need to be covered and, and small so another one can be big. So I'm I'm gonna let you make your comment and then we're gonna go to the phone lines. One one five one, I see you. One five four five, I see you. We're gonna get to the phone lines in just a moment. And eight two five zero. Yes. Okay. You, you know, Milani. You know, months ago, at one of our community gatherings, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't we had an elder there, and and we don't talk about whatever we express in the circle stays in the circle. But what I'm gonna share. You know, that, that's something that, that needs to be heard. It's not anything that, that's letting out a secret or anything of that nature. The elder there, uh, and we like to always hear from the elders, said that in his many, many, many years on the planet, he's never observed mm-hmm. one scenario, regardless of how much money the woman was making and whether she was making more than the man, he had never observed one scenario that when the man was living from his highest possibilities, the woman did not align with her femininity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and in other words, regardless of, of, of the pain that she experienced, the trauma, how much yes. money she was, she, was, she was making, so forth and so on, he said when that man steps up as that Haru, that divine masculine yes. energy, if you will, that woman no longer wants to be the masculine energy. You know what I'm saying? No, she automatically she aligns. Exactly. So, so, so it's a yes. lost art. Because for so long, that was naturally just given to us as men because of the paradigm we lived in where you all had 10 or 15 children and we were the hunters and the breadwinners. So now that men have actually have to work at it and be intentional about being that Haru and aligning with that masculine energy, that is the challenge that, you know what I'm saying, that needs to take place. And so, you know, we have to move out of what was given to us to say, okay, no, I need to give this to myself. There is a, a system where I can cultivate this divine masculine and be this man of the divine. Yes, absolutely. And that's something that I experienced. And I know, um, you know, some of the goddesses, we talk about this a lot. 
is that when you get in the energy, you know, of a man, alpha man or stage man or whatever you want to call it, it, it is, mm-hmm. it, it's an immediate softening, immediate. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't, it's not even, you don't have to ask for it. It's not like it's expected. It's an immediate feeling of safety, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. because it, it's, it's a feeling that, you know, I, <laughs> I tell my friends all the time, this is so hilarious, like a running joke for us, but it's like, I, I don't, I said, give me a good man and I get very domestic. Like I'm not really, you know, I used to be like domestic goddess. Now I'm more of the business goddess, but put a good man in front of me and I swear it just turns on. It's crazy. It's not nothing that I'm trying to make happen. I'm all in the kitchen. I'm running bath. I'm it's 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 a natural thing. You know, it, it happens naturally with me. And it, so what you're saying is absolutely true. But give me somebody who's complaining all the time and talking junk about who I am and what I'm just, I, it's nothing. I have nothing for you. Like, I don't even want to see you. I don't. It's nothing, you know. So what you just said is, is absolutely true. It's like I don't even know how to. I lose it. Like I, I don't know anything. I don't know how to be domestic. It's all out the window. <laughs> you know, I, I can't help you at all. Period. You know, and it, it is, it's, it, it is that way. And I just didn't even know. Like I say it all the time. Like I get real domestic around certain men. But when you just said that, I was like, that is so true because I do. It just turns itself on. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is amazing because otherwise I'm doing business, I'm creating, I'm speaking, I'm writing, I'm teaching classes, you know, all of that. But give me a powerful man in my midst, and it's like, whoo, domestic goddess turns on. And it's right. <laughs> you know. So that that is that is absolutely true. So I um, can we go to the phone lines because I definitely want to get sure. the callers in before we go. Awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. so one one five one, you're live on Get Your Entire Life with Manifest Bra. How are you today? Hello. One one five one. Are you there? Okay. Maybe not. We'll come back. All right. So let's go to one five four five. Kari, is that you? Hi, yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Welcome to Get Your yes. Entire Life. You're on live with Manifest Ross. What's your question or comment? So, well, first my comment is just I love the energy on the show. This is really amazing. And um, my question is where do the seven archetypes come from, and are there feminine equivalents? I know, like, in different modalities they have um, similar, I want to say, like, archetypes that sound or behave similarly, they also have a feminine equivalent, so I was just curious about that. Thank you so much. Um, I've been in certain schools of Tantra where they've had either four or five archetypes, and so great, powerful systems. And as I was really just in a place of silence many years ago relative to the direction of the sage man, that's a process I always uh, go into. It's not my ego. It's not what I'm thinking. Always ask infinite source 
for direction. And I call on divine intelligence. I call on my enlightened ancestors, uh, angelic deities, spirit guides, animal totems for that direction. And so being quiet, what came to me is that uh, there are seven uh, archetypes uh, that are in the sageman process. And so uh, I just got quiet, and, and that process was channeled to me, uh, and it unfolded in a very authentic and organic manner relative to what they are. Uh, so, again, the um, uh, visionary, the warrior, the enterpriser, healer, tantric, pillar, and mystic. So uh, also those uh, seven correspond uh, to some extent with uh, the comedic uh, days of the week, if you will, um, relative when we think of uh, Moon Day or Monday, it's the start of the strong, oftentimes people say week, uh, of the strong. So you should have clarity and vision for what you're going to do for the next several days. Um, Tuesday kind of corresponds with the Herakahuti energy uh, or the Agoon energy of the warrior. And so uh, the enterpriser falls in the very center, um, and oftentimes we look at that as hump day, um, you know, getting over the hump. So the enterpriser really is about transforming that narrative and that there really is no hump when we are the most abundant being possible. Thursday resonates with uh, Ma'at um, in the comedic tradition, and so the healer, one who brings um, uh, returns balance, uh, into his being as well as uh, his family members and his mate or assist with that. Um, Friday from this Western sense the, the, is Het Haru or um, Oshun in that we go out, we date, you know, we have fun on Friday night. So that is the tantric energy. And then the pillar is what we do on Saturday. Oftentimes that's the primary day in which we're doing family chores, family gatherings, uh, taking children to games and all those kinds of things, family Reunion, And then Sunday, that solar day, um, resonates with Ra uh, and the mystic, uh, if you will. It's the culmination of all of the other six. So uh, just being quiet, um, that information was downloaded to me. So there are some uh, clearly uh, uh, divine feminine equivalents of all of those. Um, I haven't really given that uh, as of yet, uh, all of my uh, undivided attention relative to receiving that guidance on exactly what that is. But I think, um, you know, anyone who does um, the spiritual work, the personal development work, will have some clarity uh, in terms of what the visionary uh, or that aspect is in, within the woman. Um, the um, enterpriser um, is within the woman as well in terms of the, the uh, aspect of her that manages the money that is abundance-oriented, um, the healer within herself, the Oshun, had a rule energy, so forth and so on. So there are many equivalents that are already in, 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 in certain spiritual traditions, uh, but I really, you know, my, my focus and intent as of right now is to, to be laser-focused on the divine masculine, but I'm very clear that in the very near future, very soon, I want to expand that out to um, embrace um, a perfect um, counterpart, if you will, or complement um, from the divine feminine relative to this particular uh, process with the sage men. So um, that's coming very, very soon. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, I love that. Did they ask you a question, Kari? Yes, that's that's amazing. I was going to say this for you, Stemmer. <laughs> that is really powerful. Thank you. 
Thank you so much Thank you for, for coming in. So we have Goddess Blessings. Um, so I think next we have 8250. Greetings. You're on Get Your Entire Life live with Manifest Ra. What's your question or comment? Hi. Can can you hear me? Hey, Goddess. Yes, definitely. Hi, okay. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, love. You're the unmuted thing. Greetings. Um, mm-hmm. Milani Shani and Manifest Ra. This is Felicia. Um, <laughs> Greetings. And um, I am so, I, I think what you shared this evening um, has been really powerful. Something that really stood out to me was the um, the part about a lot of men are still in their adolescence because they haven't had a rite of passage, um, which was, that, that landed very powerfully. I was like, wow, because um, it's very true. And so I currently am raising a teenage boy, um, he's my little brother. But to me, I'm sitting here like, okay, well, I don't want him to be stuck in his adolescence. So I guess the first question would be, does the safe, do the safe men have a program uh, for teenage boys? If yes, what does that look like? If not, is there something that I can do as a sort of single parent figure um, who is a mother, single mother figure really, to support him in um, having some sort of rite of passage experience where he is not stuck in his adolescence in that sort of emotional sense that we're talking about. Thank you so much for asking that question. We've gotten many requests uh, for a similar program uh, for um, boys in the adolescence period. And so that's uh, something that we're going to um, really uh, go strong into uh, very soon, as soon as we finish this 90-day process. Uh, just do an evaluation on how we can uh, also uh, uh, create a similar process uh, uh, for boys. So without question, uh, one is going to uh, enhance the other, uh, and we're excited about that. Uh, We don't have that uh, as of right now, but it will be, um, again, um, using uh, many of the same um, strategies, principles, uh, that they will experience uh, in the uh, more adult men uh, process, uh, but it will be managed for um, um, experiences for young boys in that, that uh, age group. So um, please um, continue to follow us on Facebook and our website, and you'll hear very soon in the coming months about what we're going to do with men, uh, young boys, uh, if you will, relative to helping them in this process of being the best version of themselves and learning many of these principles. So uh, maybe it's a conference, maybe it's a conference where we invite their fathers, uh, even, um, you know, have some participation from their mothers, Uh, but we'll figure that out in the, in the, in the near future. And it will be, um, I firm, a great um, experience uh, for not just the young boys, but also, uh, their family members. Now, I'm also a member of uh, fraternity, Kappa Alpha Stop Fraternity Incorporated, and so international organization, and we have what's called Guide Right and Kappa League as well, and so in every major city, um, Kappa League and Guide Right is in existence, and so I've been to some of the um, um, uh, meetings, I've facilitated presentations, and there are young, boy, young boys who are receiving uh, principles about um, uh, manhood, uh, uh, about um, um, academic success, uh, about achievement. Uh, so they do exist, and you know, 
I would really encourage you, and I think all the fraternities for the most part have similar programs. So uh, now I'm also clear that the Sageman process is going to bring a lot more uh, to the table, uh, and that's nothing against any of the fraternities. It's just, you know, we're not going to be limited about any ideology or things of that nature. This is about a wide, expansive, comprehensive program um, that is going to bring the best that, you know, um, the masculine can experience. So I would just say uh, stay in touch with us, and that's coming very soon. Okay, awesome. Um, and I definitely will look into the Kappa League. My dad is a, is a Kappa as well, so I'm going to ask him about that for here in the local Atlanta area. Um, mm-hmm. But to, to kind of follow up, though, just as um, do you have any tips for single mother figures or single mothers on how they can hold space for their adolescent um, boys at this time in their lives? Absolutely. What my suggestion is is that uh, – single-parent mothers, single-parent fathers, is do your research, um, uh, find reputable, safe, integrity-filled programs uh, where you know you can be involved uh, in that process, and these young men and these young boys are going to receive a level of cultivation uh, for uh, their betterment, their achievement, um, their understanding of coming into manhood. Um, and there are programs out there that already exist. Um, obviously, it's not relative to the sage man and, and, and something of this nature, but, the um, again, all the fraternities have programs. Um, 100 black men have programs. Um, some of the, the sports, um, um, you know, and, and recreation um, um, centers have programs. I used to work at a uh, recreation center as a program director many, many years ago. And I started a, a program called Young Men of Power, YMP, um, um, back in the day. This was probably about, I don't know, 12, 13, 12, 13, 14 years ago. And it was very successful. It lasted for about three years. And we took the uh, young boys on field trips and things of that nature. So I'm certain there are programs out there that already exist. Um, it's just a matter of doing research. Uh, but, you know, do the best you can, obviously, as a single-parent mother. But any man uh, that you have vetted that, you know, spirit has led you would be a good source of direction, uh, if you will. Um, I would suggest that you, from an organizational standpoint, see how he, as well as similar men, uh, uh, could help you and your particular son. And so, um, and I've seen this from, from women. It's like, hey. I'm searching. We're the men out there that are going to help my son, obviously not take advantage of him, but help my son uh, be the best uh, version of himself. And so they, when they see men who are doing the work like myself, they reach out to him. So um, I would say um, let's continue to have this conversation. Uh, Milani Shine is going to give out my phone number and my website and so forth and so on. And I would be more than happy to speak with you about a conference or some type of program that we could do in 2019 to get this party started for um, these young boys. I'm not only open to that, I know the stagemen I work with will be excited about helping in that regard. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm grateful. Yes. Uh Thank you so much, Goddess, Mm -hmm. for calling in. Goddess blessings. All right. So we have 1151. You are, I don't get your entire life. What's your question or comment for Manifest Rock? 
right, thank y'all for having me. Uh, I want to say peace, love, and light to y'all. And uh, that that speech from both of y'all was definitely definitely powerful. Um, I wanted to ask. Uh, I'm a young brother myself, 26, and I've been on my spiritual journey for a while. And I don't really have that many uh, male figures in my life who I can talk to firsthand to get this, you know, uh, type of guidance and information from. So I was curious to know, is there a way that I could join the Sage Men group? Or, like, how, how would I go about joining and, you know, getting getting acquainted with you guys? Great point. Great question. What's your name, brother? My name's Chuck Phoenix. Chuck, okay, Chuck Phoenix. Now, I'm just trying to see if you've already connected on Facebook, social media. So, Chuck, you know, the fact that you're asking, that's the first step. You know, you're inquiring, you're sincere. Um, I think that's a major step, and I just want to commend you uh, already for reaching out. You know what I mean? That says a lot about who you are, you know, as opposed to just sending a like on social media and saying, okay, it sounds good, but I'm going to stay in my uh, state of dysfunction or wherever I am or, or stagnation, that kind of thing. So, um, we're having this conversation. That's a major first step. I would say go to thesagemen.com, thesagemen.com. Um, that takes you directly to our um, um, Facebook page where we have tons of activity. Uh, we have, um, you know, everything from um, uh, um, monthly uh, gatherings um, in Washington, D.C., Baltimore area, but soon other cities. We also have virtual calls. About a couple of months ago, we had a call about uh, the um, new moon and divine masculinity. And so it was great. I'm telling Melania, Chuck, it was like first time a lot of po- folks were like, okay, you mean masculine energy aligns with the moon? You know what I mean? So we had a lot of folks on the call. <laughs> we some sisters on the call. So we're looking to do that much more where wherever you are, in Atlanta, New York, Philly, so forth and so on, until we start a chapter in your respective city, because we are looking to start chapters in Atlanta, um, Philly, Please. New York, uh, many of these places. <laughs> We've had women, we had women, you know, I mean, we had a few Dude. brothers, but primarily women said, when y'all bringing the sage men to New York? To I even had a sister in Omaha, Nebraska say, hey, you remember Malcolm X was born right here, can y'all get the sage men over here in Omaha, Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so, nice. Yeah, I'm from Toledo, Ohio, we definitely need that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, 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 Chuck, uh, I would say uh, reach out to me, thesagemen.com. Let's have this conversation because we want to expedite that process where men are uh, calling for the sage men in their respective cities because when we already have men who are ready for that, they can help us activate and sustain that. So let's make sure we have that conversation, brother. Again, we already got plenty oh, sure. of activity on thesagemen.com. And, man, I want your number personally so we can continue this conversation. It's not just me giving some answers and feedback. We need your support just like you need our support. Definitely. And I already sent you a support yeah. request on uh, Facebook. So mm-hmm. that that will already be there, and I'll be able to send you my information through there so that way I can connect mm-hmm. with you uh, quicker, and we can go mm-hmm. from there. Yes, sir. Um, Ashe, brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love say, it. I, say, I definitely you appreciate so it, uh, Goddess and God. I, I I, I, I appreciate being able to hear the information that y'all shared. And to the rest of the mm-hmm. goddesses and the gods on here, peace, love, and light. Y'all have a great one. Thank you yes. so much. Peace, good brother. Uh, wow, beautiful brother. Thank you so much for calling in and um, for listening to Get Your Entire Life. We appreciate the connection that we were able to make with you. So thank you so much, and God is blessings, brother. 
That's awesome. Okay, so we have one more caller that I know of. If you want to uh, make comments before we um, before we the show ends, if you want to make comments or you have questions of Manifest Raw, we have just a few minutes left, so you can call in. If you're clicked in, you can call in at 319, I'm sorry, 657-383-0698. So we have one of the um, candid goddesses, another one of the candid goddesses who always support the show. This is our sensual goddess, Mimi. You're going to get your entire life live with Manifest Raw. How are you, love? Greetings, Shani. How are you? I am fantastic. What's your question or comment? Thank you. Um, so Manifest Raw, it has been so exciting listening to you, so informative, and I just want to thank you for all of the wonderful information that you have. And so I have two questions, and the gentleman before me, I think he asked part of it, um, so I wanted to ask the other part that I was really interested in. Um, do you have sage men in other cities other than D.C., like specifically California and or Atlanta, do you have sage men there, or is that something that you're going to be working on? I, I know I heard the tail in part of the young young man's question. Um, number, that's the first question. And then my second question is, how do women play a part in the sage men? Are there, is there a sage women component, um, or do women play a part in sage men at all? <laughs> wow, great question, uh, we are currently primarily based in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area. Uh, however, uh, we're clear, I've always been clear, uh, that I've been charged with uh, being um, an instrument for this being a global process, uh, particularly of men of color, melanated men. However, I know that even at some point in time, it is just going to be for men. You know, I mean, this, you know, black men with the parents of, uh, or the fathers of humanity. So, uh, once we correct ourselves and step up, it's going to be a healing and transformative process for all men. So, um, you know, soon, without question, uh, as we navigate through this 90-day rights that we're on right now, uh, we have 60 more days to go. Uh, we are going to be expanding in other cities. Uh, in Atlanta, we've had people ask, uh, Atlanta, New York, Philly, uh, California, again, Nebraska, we've had uh, a woman in, in South Africa said she wanted to help us uh, start uh, 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 a chapter there. So uh, people are ready. Uh, we know we have to have a strong foundation in order to expand. We don't want to just uh, throw something up against the wall. We want to make sure this is a divinely-led uh, process um, that um, you know our creator is firmly uh, in charge of, ancestors are in support of, and, and grow this in the most organic and authentic way possible. But to answer your question, yes, in the very near future, we have every intention to be in Atlanta, New York, um, everywhere where we are on the planet um, relative to this kind of work. We even had people in Australia say they, they're interested. So it's just a matter of refining the model right now so that when expansion takes place, uh, we have all, uh, we have an I's dotted, T's crossed, so forth and so on in a strong model. Uh, but the second uh, question, what was your second question? My second question was, do women play a role with sage men? Is there a sage woman component that you have? And um, if so, what role does women play in the sage men? Excellent question. 2013, yes, women play a major role in the sage men. 
Uh, in 2013, I was doing uh, for a number of years uh, an event in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area called the Universal Love Movement. And uh, every month uh, during the new moon or the full moon, primarily the full moon, we had a, a gathering where we did mantras, we had vegan foods, we always had a theme and a featured speaker uh, for that particular uh, month, uh, moon cycle. And so um, the uh, gathering during the summer solstice, uh, and when we didn't do the moons, we did the solstices and the equinoxes. So in 2013, I rent the source and I said, what is it that we should be doing? What's the concept? What's the direction relative to the summer solstice? And the download I got was to use that masculine energy that oftentimes men have used in an abusive way towards themselves, towards each other and the planet and women, to use that heightened masculine, divine masculine energy to honor, protect, and heal women. That was the nature for that particular event in 2013. So, uh, and this was before the sage men were founded, if you will. This was like the uh, the, the, the seeding and the, and the germination, so forth and so on. So that particular event, about 20 sisters showed up, 15 brothers. We had everything from coconut water. We had roses, carnations. We had, uh, we had our stuff together, and I led the brothers through purification and fortification exercises on the spot for about 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, a sister in the D.C. Baltimore area, her name is Tama, um, I had no idea that she would show up, but she did, and she had the insight, if you will, or the, the awareness to say, okay, brothers, y'all about to do some serious work. I don't know if the sisters are ready for this. Let me take the sisters over in this particular corner so we can do some purification exercises on the womb and on the heart so they will be receptive to even what y'all are going to share with them. And so after about 40 minutes of us doing the work, we came back. He talking about the divine masculine, divine feminine. The sisters were in their receptive place. The brothers were doing healing energy, qigong, healing uh, energy directed towards sisters. And sisters were having emotional, intense, emotional releases right there on the spot to the point where many of the sisters said this was the first time they had a positive, loving experience for men who did not have any arterial motive, particularly black men. And so we went around. Every sister said the same thing. Brothers were excited about filling that void. And the sisters were like, well, let's make sure this is not a one-night stand here. That let's make sure that this is a process going forward that we see this with men. And so I was charged at that particular time. That was the birthing of the sage men. Within a couple of months, I started having activity gatherings, meetings around this masculine energy and what we were going to do with it. And then we had a similar event in 2014. We had events with women in the D.C. Baltimore area uh, a few years later. Took a little hiatus, but um, Tamer reached out in 2000, early 2018 and said, listen, we want this same experience, an updated version of that uh, during our Elevation Weekend event uh, in August. And they had about 50 sisters. Video's been out, about 50,000 people seen it. 50 sisters. I brought about 16 men, including myself. We did powerful events, I mean, powerful healing work where sisters were letting go of, of what they've been carrying around to for 25, 30, 40 years on the spot. Um, you ask any mm. sister who was there, they'll tell you powerful work. So I say that meaning that some of our biggest supporters are women. Sometimes the women are far more excited about the sage men than the, the, the men are. They're like, hey, <laughs> this is what's going on. How can I support? How can I help fund it? How can I help mm -hmm. brothers your way, so forth and so on? So the sage men 
is is a, a I cannot say it uh, was birthed from the divine masculine and the divine feminine coming together during the most heightened and spiritually charged masculine time on the hemisphere in the summer solstice. So the women are always firmly integrated into our process. Wow. Very powerful. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much. You. Thank mm-hmm. you, guys, for, for calling that. in. We have about 12 minutes left, and I definitely don't want to leave um, without giving out your information. Um, so uh, you gave out your website already, thesagemen.com. Is there another uh, email address or um, that you want to give out so people can reach you directly, Manifest? Absolutely. So, again, the sagemen.com, T-H-E-S-A-G-E, men.com, thesagemen.com. You can also reach uh, us at manifest.ra at gmail, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T dot R-A at gmail.com, manifest.ra at gmail.com. You can also reach me uh, by cell phone at 202-746-4537. 202-746-4537. And then also there's a brother by the name of Rob Gill, who is our administrator, uh, if you will, who uh, will, will take any and every call. Uh, his number is 202-271-4270. Again, 202-271-4270. Rob Gill is our administrator and our manager of the SageMen and many of our communications. So uh, please reach out. Uh, we want every call, email, uh, person joining on the SageMen.com because we want men and women everywhere to be uh, integrated into this process of the divine masculine. When, when men stand up in the highest possibilities, as you already said, Melanie, Women naturally just take their place, and they feel safe. <laughs> Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no arguments. They, hey, y'all do y'all. No. You know, we do what we're supposed to do. Y'all do what y'all supposed to do, and we give birth to a higher consciousness. It's a wrap. So I have we have <laughs> ten minutes, and I'm reluctant right now to answer this, but I have to get this caller. I, I'm not sure it is, but four eight five three. You're in the air. Get your entire life with manifest raw. What's your question or comment? Uh, greetings. Uh, my name is Eddie. I'm in South Carolina. I know you're in DC, Hi, not Eddie. in this area. Greetings, Empress. Greetings. I prefer to say Empress than Queen. I think there's more validity to our culture, our ancient culture. Okay, mm-hmm. but um, I would also like to add, it's not about Moorish science in any way, shape, or form. But there's a Circle 7 Alperon written by Noble Jurali. And mm-hmm. in that book, in that pamphlet, or whatever you want to call it, there's information on how does a man perfect himself. And it talks mm-hmm. about tools of a carpenter. So that sister in Georgia who has a young son or nephew, whatever it is, or anybody, it's good information if you apply it, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I'm going to check out your website, brother. And uh, I can see the expansion taking place because uh, these are new and different times we're living in. And mm-hmm. these are the things that really need to take place. You know, instead of fighting civil rights and all of those things, this is what <laughs> we really should have been doing. Because if we condition and train our children, that will assist us in training ourselves. Because it's not about society or the system of government. 
more so than what we do as a people and then as a unit and then as a family. Just that mm-hmm. I salute you all. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for calling. Um, beautiful uh, sentiment. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. And, and Empress blessings to you, brother. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. that. Empress. Yes, yes, yes. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And I just want to well, say, I tell you, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I just want to acknowledge and, and, and commend that brother, uh, Eddie, for, for reaching out to South Carolina. And, and definitely, Eddie, uh, we, we want to bring the sage men to the Carolinas as well. So, you know, you can help with that process. Obviously, you have some influence down there, and you're already doing uh, the, the work within yourself to activate that divine masculine. So we are looking forward to working with brothers like you, to um, really strengthen the process so the brothers who maybe don't have a clue on who they are um, will have, you know, iron sharpens iron relative to that. And so uh, we appreciate you. And, again, with that call, we're very much looking to work with brothers like yourself. Well, Manifest Raw, it's been amazing, an amazing call. I just wish we had more time. We have about eight minutes. So (laughs) I just want to thank you so much for just an inspiring um, beautiful, powerful um, show, you know, and bringing the brothers and, you know, because we always have the sisters here, the goddesses here, you know, but the brothers have come out and that shows that it's just, you know, we, we're ready. The brothers are ready. The sisters are ready. We're all ready for the stage men and for you and for your vision. And I'm so excited um, it, what you're doing and how you're moving. And if I can do anything to help you to bring this into fruition in Atlanta, I have some other ideas that came up when you were talking, so we'll talk. I'm fine, but I'm, I'm really excited about your movement, and thank you for, for sharing your light with us today, this really, really powerful light. So anything, like two minutes, uh, final thoughts you want to give to the Love Tribe before we um, end our show? It is time for the divine masculine and divine feminine to co-create a new existence, um, a new way of being. And that comes primarily through people that look like us uh, as the parents of the human family. And so when we correct and we elevate, uh, transformation occurs uh, for everyone. And so I'm excited about this. I'm passionate. I'm I'm ready to work with anyone and everyone who is do, ready to do this level of work. And so, Melani Shani, I just give thanks to you and all that you're doing, all that you have done, and all you will continue to do to elevate the conversation um, and facilitate a transformation for both men and women everywhere. And I want to appreciate uh, and just honor every person that listened, every person that called and had comments, every person that just uh, was a part of this broadcast or those who will be influenced by uh, this broadcast. So, uh, there's a new time, you know, let's all be affirmative. Let's find ways to support each other as men and women on this path of transformation. And we will create a new divine creation. Uh, we'll have a new divine creation on planet earth. And so, um, let's make it happen. Yes, we will. And we will make it happen. It's happening already. Thank you so much mm-hmm. again for being here. I'll definitely be in touch. God is blessings to you. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Peace and many blessings. Peace and blessings. Well, Love Tribe, we have certainly been, oh, my goodness, treated today. It's been an amazing um, show. I hope that you all feel as activated as I feel in this moment. 
I want to just thank you to Manifest Ra again, to the Sage Men. Um, I want to give out this information one more time to make sure you have it. You can uh, go to the website at thesagemen.com. That is thesagemen, S-A-G-E-M-E-N.com. You can email Manifest Ra at manifest.ra, R-A, at gmail.com. You can call him at 202-746-4537, or you can reach out to Rob Gill, who is his administrator and manager of Sagemen, at 202-271-4270. Just a very powerful organization for the brothers, and I'm so excited about it. Um, thank you so much for Chuck calling in, Eddie, um, the Intentional Goddess, Talicia, Sensual Goddess, Mimi, and Millennial Goddess, Kari. Thank you to my beautiful goddesses who always support this show. Um, if you are open on Friday nights, you can uh, check us out on our, our live Facebook show, The Candid Goddesses. We're live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Just go to uh, search on Facebook, The Candid Goddesses, and come hang out with us at 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday nights. So we got to go. We only have four minutes. And, of course, every time I leave you with a beautiful song, and today I just want to leave you with Sacred Space by India Irie because, brothers, you are indeed our sacred space. Thank you so much for all that you do, for all that you are. And no matter what you're doing and what you're not doing, you're always, always our sacred space and always in our hearts. We love you. Thank you, Love Tribe. Please do um, listen. Uh, Remember, our show has changed to Monday nights, every Monday night at 8 p.m. Good night, everybody.
Yes, you are. Yes, you are. 